right, welcome to the second episode of Games My Mom Found. Today is January 20th. My name is Mike Elberton. Who's with me today? Uh, my name is DJ Copeland. Uh, Stefan JD. And Stuart Hughes. All right, and this week, thanks to one of our co-hosts having to take a freaking nightmare vacation today, we're bringing to you Silent Hill for the PlayStation 1. And obviously this will contain spoilers, so if you didn't know the story of the game, don't worry. We probably didn't either until we watched the video because the game's missing something. We'll get into that later. Okay, and Stefan, since you picked this, I want you to go first and see what you got to say about this nightmare. All right, well, I'm just going to go over a little brief history of uh, Silent Hill. Um, just kind of what happened in the game, uh, basically the backstory about uh, how this town that's a place of spiritual turbulence came to be kind of, well, it started with an arson fire that was allegedly claimed the life of Alessa Gillespie. The public was told it was a boiler explosion, but in reality, uh, Alessa's mother, Dahlia, burned her so she, she, so she could keep her in a perpetual state of pain because the girl had powers and her mother wanted to exploit them without Alessa fighting back. And on top of that, they wanted to incubate a god in Alessa's, in Alessa's pain and suffering. This is the cult that Dahlia is part of in the town. And in Alessa's agony... She split herself in two. Uh, one half was found by Harry and his wife, who is the main protagonist from this game. And they adopted her and named her Cheryl. And uh, seven years later... Uh, wait, 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 a- wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you yeah. I missed you the key part of the story. <laughs> it's only in the European, Japanese version, but not in the American version that explains this part that he's talking about. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Run that by me again, because that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah they, so, there's a scene. Oh, you want to you say it, Stefan? Yeah, I'm, I still got a little bit here. Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll get yeah, finish up, and then we'll talk about it, because that's, that's <laughs> going to be a, a big thing. So... Uh, Uh, They adopted her, named her Cheryl, and uh, seven years later, Harry's a widow and takes his daughter on a vacation to Silent Hill upon her request. And Alessa was calling out to her from Silent Hill, Cheryl, because the pain was too intense. So the car crash happens at the beginning of this game as Alessa interferes and Alessa and Cheryl unite, allowing Alessa to use her powers to start sealing away the town in darkness. And she does it because, in her mind, the only way to keep this god at bay was to do so. So Harry chases around the town, trying to search for his daughter Cheryl. At the end, <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a. There, uh, I think I want to say it's in nowhere. You go in one of those weird rooms, and there's supposed to be a newspaper article you can read that says there was a fire. And Harry goes, "Oh, that's the same day I found Cheryl." that connected it, but they cut it out of the American version. So we never got that piece of the story. <laughs> That's... <laughs> From what I understand, this is something I heard, um, and I, I'll i leave it to anybody listening to actually fact-check it for me, but I heard that the plot of the game was made to be, like, contradictory and stuff and, like, vague at times. To, vague, all right. Yeah. yeah, that comes across. Yeah, 100%. to make you... Uh, <laughs> That sounds about right. I don't know if that's true. I think it is. Like somebody, oh, I, somebody told me a while ago. I mean, case, but... I guess. Well, it makes sense because, in part, this this series was a response to the 
immense popularity of Resident Evil, which was, I think, very clear in what in its story beats. Like it was very clear about what was happening. And I I always disagreed with that idea that it's it was an answer to to Resident Evil because I feel I I feel like they're so different. Like they're both survival horror games, but like at the if you really break it down, Resident Evil is like a survival horror slash action. Whereas Silent Hill is a survival horror slash mystery. Right. Well, no, that's basically what I'm saying is it it was aiming to be a contrasting take. Okay. It's it's more about a psycho, highly psychosensitive town that's manipulated by a cult. It's got that Twin Peaks like David Lynch feel in there. too. Yeah, just yeah. You don't know what's going on. The stuff that you do. Way more rust and blood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. a lot of dead bodies. My God. So more like Twin Peaks: The Return, but that's a, that's a <laughs> I don't know if anyone will get but me. But I, I sort of know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. I wrote down all the characters because I have such a problem remembering characters' names in games. So I usually give them nicknames in my head. So I actually wrote game. down the names of everybody. This game um, made it difficult to remember, though. It wasn't yeah. just you. Oh my God. So there's seven characters, really seven characters in the game. Harry Mason, Sybil Bennett, Lisa Garland, Cheryl Mason, Dolly and Alyssa Gillespie, and Michael Kaufman, who is the doctor. The drug doctor. Games for them were Harry Mason was Harry Mason in the complete lack of emotion. Yeah, Harry, yeah I mean, well, props, my daughter. My or daughter. Uh, to be fair, props to this game for not having Resident Evil level voice acting. I know, but the only like, they went <laughs> the exact opposite direction of. Don't get me wrong, Dahlia, Dahlia Gillespie, and uh, who I called Kreia, half <laughs> the game, and Michael Kaufman, who I called Doctor Emotion, they were great. They like Doctor Emotion. Doctor, they had they oh, had Dahlia. all the emotion missing in the game. Of Kreia yeah. was just this evil, crazy lunatic, and Michael Kaufman, the entire Michael Kaufman is the only one reacting like a human being should. Oh act. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's the only one going like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Guys? Yeah, like Harry Mason well, finds him in the hospital. And this is after he's been in Silent Hill for like, let's say, three hours, like realistically, not being yeah. able to find his daughter. He knows the only thing he knows about Silent Hill is that there's blood everywhere, like bodies all over the place, monsters everywhere. And he just walks into a hospital. And he's like, hello, I'm looking. He doesn't even say I'm looking for his, his daughter. He never introduces himself that way. He says, hello, I'm looking for a seven year old girl. And the doctor goes, what the hell's going on here? I just shot a monster. Like, <laughs> that's the reaction you should have. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Maybe it's not purposeful, but it I don't feel purposeful. like it detracts from the game. I feel like no. it sort of adds yeah. something. I, I haven't you know? thought about it where because the doctor is involved, like he knows what's going on in the town. He's oh, yeah, the, the doctor, the doctor, yeah. I'm pretty sure like the backstory and the stuff you find heavily hints that he's like way wrapped up in what's been going oh, on. Yeah. yeah, he was um, well, like if yeah, he wasn't in the cult, he was like involved with the cover-up and and yeah there was, was some like, there was something with drugs i, was I was, like the, medical the, the role of the drugs was really unclear to me yeah it's, it's kind of like everybody the, well he's like the he's like the head kind of pharmaceutical rep of the cult like he knows the science behind like trying to get dahlia's daughter right. into this god state um well, that's the whole didn't thing he also, didn't he also take out the nurse didn't he kill her uh Isn't that- no, yeah, so the nurse we... you're talking about Lisa Garland. Who yeah. Lisa Garland, yeah. I call it on her. Um, definitely good air quotes or Lisa needs graces. Or <laughs> my two nicknames for her. 
And uh, yeah, she is just she's a resident of Silent Hill. But I think the idea is like she hit her head or something. She has amnesia. And so because of how Silent Hill is, we should probably talk about Silent Hill as a premise itself. But because of the way Silent Hill is, I think because she had amnesia, it didn't affect her because Silent Hill is to get into like the nuts and bolts of what the town is. It's really the town is more of like a representation of psychological torment and stuff, (laughs) which is the best way of saying it. Right. I and I also think um Alessa kept her as an individual because yeah. she was like nice to her, whereas like and everyone else kind of was kind of like her puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's great. Um you get like a little audio or video clip of it. I say video clip, you get like a little screenshot of Alessa uh later in the game where it's like Lisa is you it's like her voiceover saying, like, I don't want to work with this patient anymore. But right. then you find out later, like, oh, Alessa likes her because you know she was, yeah, she was nice to her. When you play that videotape, right, is what you're talking about, like way near the yeah. end of the game, yeah. in nowhere. Yeah, it's like the last half hour of the game is all the exposition, but it works for the game because it's like you don't know what's going on up until the very end. Oh yeah, you, know, yeah. you have you no know clue. Just enough to get a handle on the situation. I, just, I still didn't have a clue until we start recording some of this. That I mean, yeah, what was going no. on? People like, to I didn't know what the game over story was. I didn't know what the game story was until Stefan came in with the info dump. Yeah. <laughs> like at the beginning. Like <laughs> Yeah. That's now it makes sense. I mean, that's Silent Hill as a series, because I my history with the series is I've played two, three, two, three, four, and Homecoming and a little bit of downpour. I haven't played Shattered Memories or Book of Memories, and sadly I never played PT, but you got a lot Shattered, more, a lot more Shattered Memories is pretty yeah. good. I do have like a history with the series, and despite never playing the first Silent Hill myself, I well, I've played like a little bit of a friend's house, so I've I've seen other people play it. So I was like, I'm familiar with the the mythos of the town, and that really helps going in because this game gives you nothing. Yeah, really. It's oh like, yeah, and yeah. That's the point of Silent Hill. You're not supposed to know. Two like, gives you more of like a idea, but still, it's one of those things where there's no like concrete answer for what Silent Hill is. Some people will say, oh, it's definitely a, a you know, psychological representation. Other people say, no, no, it's just a town and the monsters are part of this like supernatural cult. And once you once you're arguing the difference between like reality and. Mental- well, that's exactly what the game wants you to do. Like, that's yeah. what the game's about. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you to question yourself? Yeah, there's times that's... where it makes sense that like the air horns go off because you're like. I want to say it's um, I played a little bit of downpour. No, no, sorry, it was, I think it was Origins, where you're, like, unlocking repressed childhood memories. I think 4 does that a little bit of that, too, but the idea is, like, when the air horn goes off, that's you kind of becoming, like, coping with a memory. But it's, like, yeah. it's... And there's times when it happens when you're not, like, dealing with anything, where, like, the air horn just goes off. It's like, okay, is this just how the town exists? I right. remember this air horn. Uh, uh, it's, it's, the, uh, it's like the air raid siren that goes yeah. off. Sometimes yeah. a few times during the game when you're in the uh, other world and then it's starting to transition. Like he grabs his head yeah. and then it starts oh, okay. to transition That's back. Now. From yeah, they the make other it world. stand out a lot more in the yeah. other games because it becomes it's kind part... of like the like Pyramid it Head. Like it was, symbolic it a symbolic of the, yeah. the game series. It's like an icon, iconic sound bite. The just popping up. I vaguely yeah. remember it now. Like, but They use it a lot in the movie. <laughs> Which I actually like. I've never seen the movies yet. 
Um, my I favorite thing about it. the movie is that people will often argue. People will often people always argue over whether or not the movie is a good movie or a good video game movie. And uh, I still have a friend who says that he hates the Silent Hill movie because they changed how the town works. And I was like, can you explain to me how the town works? Because nobody can. So like, how do you think they changed the way true. the town works somehow, even though you don't know how the town works? The the uh, whole point of the game is you don't know how anything works. Yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to know how anything works. Even, even with the explanation that I now have, I still have questions of, well, how does that fucking work? Yeah. I mean, you're like not, you're um, not supposed to know. It's it's yeah. still there's still an aspect of this story, even when the whole thing is laid bare, that's still weird and maybe symbolic and psychological and surreal. And the rules like, are changing all the time yeah. because you're not yeah. supposed to get a handle. They I, they do that on purpose. You're not supposed to get a handle on how the town works because you're. You're not. You, they don't want you to have that like knowledge going in. Exactly. Like, you have a general idea, but things are changing, and it's supposed to be like a game that challenges you mentally. I guess that sounds yeah, pretentious, right? But... Well, no, it, it sounds about right. Like they want that fear and suspense. They want you like because this yeah. game, example, this game was stressful. Like when I was playing yeah. this game, oh my throughout God. the entire of it, I didn't want to turn it on. I didn't really want to play it. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do this right now. But it's definitely and it's so much. Fun. It was a struggle, guys. It was a struggle finishing yeah. this game in a week. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, because I, I would have to, I would actually have to make myself do it. I would have to, like, set aside a chunk of two hours. It's like, okay, this two hours, I'm going to play Silent Hill. I'm just going to play it for two hours, and then I don't have to do it anymore after that. Because, like, <laughs> you don't want to go back in. No, yeah, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't it's like, all. and it's like the first area that you're in in the game is old Silent Hill. Because you... How the game works is you know you get the the tourist maps of oh, like Silent Hill and you have to fill them out. And the first area I think is by far the biggest. Yeah, it's just, it is like for it's sure. you learning the game, and it just it's so open that by the end of the game, when there's like monsters everywhere, but you're like kind of praying, you're you're kind of like happy with that because it's like okay, at least it's just a hallway, and I can just navigate a hallway rather than trying to navigate old Silent Hill. <laughs> It's super confusing where to go. Like, if I wouldn't have had a guide, I would not have beat this game. In a oh, week. yeah. I, probably, I wouldn't even play it. I would have stopped. Oh, absolutely. School. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Without a guide, I would not have been able to do this game. And without a guide, <laughs> it would have been ten times scarier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have just... It w- I, would, I would be a wreck. I wouldn't <laughs> be able to... Like, I would be paralyzed. This game is kind of cruel the way it's designed. Kinda? Oh, absolutely. I, guess because, it's, I don't know, kind of. <laughs> yeah, not no kind of about it. It is a it, psychologically the way. Torment. The way first of all, tank controls. It makes it really, really difficult to see where enemies are. Makes yeah. it really difficult to fight. It makes it difficult to run. It basically <laughs> all but guarantees that you are going to get hit at some point. Oh yeah, and, and it combined that with the fact yep. that you only have a small amount of real estate to see on the screen at any given point. Exactly. So it's like Well, it's, I will add hard. though that it is it is a little bit above Resident Evil in that you can move and shoot at the same time. Unless you're using the rifle. Okay. Unless you're using, unless the you're using the rifle. Yeah. Using the rifle. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, the fastest ever, but you can Yeah, you can walk backwards very slowly by yeah. while firing your pistol. Wow, I never did that. <laughs> it helps with the second to last boss fight a lot. Oh yeah. Well, we're going to spoil it, but you're talking Even about the, the last thing? boss fight. Uh the second to last oh. at the at the amusement park. Oh, okay. okay. We'll wait yeah. on that one. But 
What was everybody's yeah. favorite boss? <laughs> I didn't um, have, I didn't can have I one. Say, <laughs> can I say none? I'm going to say <laughs> none. Is, none is the right answer here, I think. <laughs> I didn't hey. enjoy any. I mean, I was playing on easy, so I could tank hits. Like, I tanked yeah. every boss in this game. I was, I was worried I, I wasn't going to finish well, this I played game. On normal. I, yeah. I played on normal yeah. and on the last two bosses. I had to redo a significant chunk of the game before mm-hmm. the second to last boss because the first time I got there with no healing items. Yep, this and is... you just it's impossible not to get yeah. hit during the last that boss, boss like requires and one hit one hit planet. takes off three quarters of your health. So yeah, it's, you wow. mostly have to run through that whole boss battle. Yeah. The incubator, yeah, no. right? You're talking about? I'm 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 talking about the carousel. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, um. Sure I guess that. we can. I mean, we're we can. Flutter was that? No, not yeah. tonight. Let me just say the boss fights. All of the boss fights in this game are unilaterally awful. Um. Yeah. I. I. The first two I really enjoyed because the first one. I. Okay. I don't know how much exploring everybody did. No, so. the first one. The first one's good. The first one's good yeah. because one just, telegraphs exactly what it you should do. Drops, I mean, literally, it's, it's yeah. foreshadowed in a really intelligent way. Yeah. And if it's were... well, hold on, let me stop you right there. It's foreshadowed <laughs> in a really awkward way because in a really find... obvious way. <laughs> it's obvious, not... but you find a book that says like, "And the yep. hunter approached the lizard." I, I remember this very clearly because it's it stands out as such a weird thing to find. Where so you're Harry Mason, just an everyman kind of guy. Like you, you're just like you know, video game dad, and you find a book that says. uh the monster or the, the hunter went to fight the lizard and he basically taunted the lizard into attacking him. And then he shot an arrow down the lizard's throat and killed it. But it's like worded as an old, like, like grim fairy tale type thing. Yeah. Of, and he shot his arrow down the gullet of the lizard and the lizard fell dead. And then at the very end, Harry Mason goes, hmm, I remember reading this as a kid. Oh, well. And it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, that, well, it's never been a fairy tale. Grandmother was reading you fairy tales like this. <laughs> that still kind of builds the setting in a way. Yeah, because true. that's something from his that's something from his memory that's or now in Silent Hill. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it gives you like the slightest bit of it per, sort like, of it, it gives steers you, like, you the sense that, that Harry is a person like, rather than uh, just a uh, to like a two-dimensional well, thing you put yourself well into. it also it also sort of you know that's in the same room with or at least you find it at around the same time as the book that's uh by that professor that's like oh well we're finding these uh, <laughs> results where teenage girls have can have their psyches manifest mm-hmm. physically in weird ways that whole the whole school like everything you find in the school is just yeah that place was creepy weird. like it's like the little the little kids with a knife or they look like knives yeah. in their hands well, but even just like the notes like the notes oh. that you find that were clearly in the school before everything went down and it's like you feel like it's like oh and we use this chemical like the puzzles are we use this chemical to uh melt like yeah hard rock but then like you like if you think about it, it's like none of these notes makes sense to be in like a public high school they're all really bizarre like yeah you just you feel like the cult's influence on the town i guess of just yeah everything is a little bit weird yeah did you guys notice the uh 
kind of little like story bits it would put out where it would have um <clears throat> alessa's desk like in a room by itself oh, yeah. like she felt alone i love that that's so i, I remember that room i don't know if si- i don't want to make the claim that silent hill did that first but i feel like that's such a like common trope now but yeah. back in silent hill just like that oh god that desk in the center of the room it's so creepy because you don't see it the way silent hill works is you don't see it until you get close to it so you're right. just in an open classroom, and you're like, oh, this is just an empty classroom. And you see those single desk in the center of the room. And every movement in your at the edge of your flashlight puts you on edge because you're like, is that a monster? Is that something that's going to kill me? Yeah. Well, that's we should talk about that because that's like a foundational element of this game is yeah. the limited range of sight mm. and the radio. Yeah. yeah. It's a great coping mechanism for... Is a, the, the radio is, the is such a smart design thing because it accomplishes a lot of different goals at once it sort of compensates for the fact that your uh range of vision is so limited like you know when a monster is nearby now but at the same time it's it's this is this is it makes it so tense here's the thing about silent hill that that surprised me there were way fewer jump scares than i thought there would be because this game does not really do jump scares. Yeah. This it game. It's more like gags. Like the kitten in the locker or. I yeah. Did that. Which is like. Yeah. A re- that's like a reverse jump scare. It's like just building tension. The whole game yeah. is just ten- like to make you tense from the second you start. Exactly. This yeah. this yeah. whole yeah. game is about building and maintaining this just dread. Yeah. Let's go with Yeah, There's a lot of that. Oh, man. Like you're just soaking in it the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's it is a profoundly stressful experience, and every dungeon you're in, you are aware that your health, your ammo, are constantly being sapped. Like, and there is nothing you can do about that. And in the meantime, you have to solve these ridiculously like obtuse 1998 <laughs> adventure game puzzles oh god there's i don't remember what dungeon it's in but it's the one where you got to get the bottle or get the acid put the or put the kerosene on like the grate and then you gotta <laughs> hit it or something like you know, my, was, yeah yeah oh it's uh it's that yeah yeah the, the uh there are vines growing over the yep, over the grate yep, and yep. you get the oh, rub yeah. and then you have to have the lighter yeah uh and okay, there's that's the one what it was there's the My one on was the Luke. drain with the key yeah. in it where you yeah. the character definitely says, oh, there's a key in the drain, but it's slightly out of reach. And the logical thing to do would be, OK, let me go find like, a, like a piece of wire or like net or something that I can stick down there and grab it. But yeah. the solution is I have to turn on a drain. Oh, but there's another drain. I have to turn on a valve, but there's another drain before the key. So I've got to take a rubber ball that I found earlier. Which yeah. Thank God you picked that up. If, if you didn't pick that up, you're like, I don't know what the hell to do. You know, put a rubber yeah. ball in a drain, turn the water on. It goes past the ball, hits the key, goes down like two by floors. By the way, by the way, yeah. Now you have no idea where the drain yeah. comes out. Yeah. It's, you have it to go back into the courtyard. A total nonsense puzzle. Yeah, it's it's Silent Hill has like fantastically set up puzzle puzzles that make no sense. Oh, exactly, absolutely, okay. and that it's makes awesome. the whole game so much more stressful to play. Like, mm. if I did not have a guide, I would not have finished this game. It's the, it's the thing where yeah. everything in the game is just, uh, it's everything that should be normal is just a little bit weird, and it just, you never, yeah. you're never connected to reality. 
Yeah, exactly. There are points at which that just kind of turns into bad game design. But it's like the bad puzzles game are a great, a great for, example. Like good reason, I guess. It's yes. It's, it's hard to say how much was intentionally done at this. That's point, true. But... To be fair, this well, you got to remember this is the first game of the series, and this is still 1999. Yeah, yeah, January 1999 when it came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> To be exact, <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, yeah, it's it. This is an early game, the first in a series. It probably didn't put too much production in it. Yeah, Not like, you know, today is probably you know it might have been a lot of production at the time back then, but it's well, like yeah, you have to question is was this intentionally done or was this an accident that worked really well? Uh, I think there. I think most things about this game are absolutely intentional. Like I, I could see that because I feel yeah. like it is intentional. I feel like the things that were technical lim- limitations, and there were a bunch, they took those and made them part of the game design. Well, the whole like, idea of the mist is yeah. The whole the, the mist limitation. That's ex- that's exactly my point. Like that, a lot of the decisions they made, they made as a result of technical limitations, but they made it work in the context of the game in a really, really intelligent way. It feels, it feels like a very consistently designed game. It, every aspect of the game's design is working toward a common goal, which is what you want in a great video game. Yeah. I mean, I make fun of Harry Mason for like having no emotion, but that's consistent. It's not like, it's not like the game starts and he doesn't say something that you'd expect. But then he like reacts normally to the rest of the game. The whole game, he is actively like fighting yeah. what your normal reaction would be. And that that sort of still intentional or no? That still kind of works within the context of the game because the game wants you to feel off balance like that. Yeah. Well, I it like wants that you to feel uh, like okay, this isn't quite right. I read, like me... even the guy you're controlling, you're like, this isn't quite right. You I know. Tank controls? Well, yeah, he's not yeah. supposed to be like a military vet anyway. So I mean, it works in a sense of the story, maybe. <laughs> the guy <laughs> like, in Homecoming is actually a military vet, and they they people don't like Homecoming, and I understand why. I yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't the best Silent Hill game, but it was a good game. Um, it's like the Silent Hill game. It takes place in the town over, but the guy in it is a vet, and so you're a little bit more familiar with weaponry and like how to fight. And more I think that definitely. works in that game despite take kind of taking you out of it a little bit, but or like kind of like kind of losing a bit of the theme of it. But yeah, for this game, you're just a guy who yeah. a cop gives you a gun for some reason, at the very beginning of the game. Yeah, which that, that didn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you, I don't know, maybe everything else should be bothering me, but it bothered me. Like, why would you just give this guy? Yeah. You don't know him. A gun. You're in a town where everybody's gone. Oh except for one dude, maybe suspect you have one suspect. Maybe don't give him your only gun. <laughs> yeah. true well no oh. that was not her only gun uh that's true she did have another gun she did have another one right. yeah. if that were her only gun she wouldn't be able to shoot you later but she does give you like she gives you the gun out of her holster because i remember even thinking like oh in 99 game like, that looks it's a pretty smooth motion of her pulling it out of the holster and like handing it to you it's not the best but like it looks pretty good for 99 well, fun fact about that actually is that uh, the guy who did all the animation in Silent Hill did it by himself. Wow, that's actually that's him, really impressive. Yeah, wow. and it took him two years to do it, and he had to stay after work every day for those two years to do it. And after the game was completed and it was a hit, 
he forced Konami to either give him a raise and a team uh. or else he was going to walk. And they <laughs> gave him a raise and a team. So that was a smart move for Konami. Deservedly. Because those, Konami did, yeah. did something good. I mean, the, the like cutscenes are just... The cutscenes in the game are so short, but... Oh, and yeah. and another thing is he didn't actually have any Caucasian people to base the faces off of, so he kind of <laughs> just had to use his friends That's pretty and manipulate them. Well, don't worry. With those graphics, you can't tell. At least it looks yeah. good, but then that kind of explains why. Um, I think, <laughs> like, well, I, well, I call it Sybil Angela or Sybil Servant, but she has, like, the weird, like, platinum blonde hair that looks... She strange. reminded me of Jane Lynch. She she would I, absolutely be played by Jane Lynch. I call her Angela because in the Silent Hill movie she was played by Laurie Holden, who is Angela in Walking Dead, and I can never unsee her in that role now. So oh. it's just like she she. I can't talk about movie. Yeah. Um, well, how did you guys feel about uh, Akira Yamaoka's uh, soundtrack oh, in the game? It. I love. Oh my god! Creepy as hell. It's, oh, whatever's good. it's like industrial oh. and weird and wrong but just it's so perfect it's well, industrial weird because i game. didn't even i didn't even think of this for the most part i did not think of this game as even having a soundtrack yeah because it's most all of the tracks are just noise just yeah. really unsettling noise yeah. which yeah, is perfect, which is perfect for a horror game it's got a I lot think of like took uh, a lot of notes from portis head is what yeah. it was yeah and he's got some like psycho theme in there too of just like the you know the razor wire being scratched or the, they just have like the like the weird noises that like when the music starts you, it definitely stands out and it only exists to make you more tense but yeah like, absolutely the noises that he has in there just, too are really creepy and in this game like, there are parts where you will just walk into a room that has nothing in it except like a first aid kit yeah. and some bullets but the most unsettling track will just be playing it like just for that room. Yeah. And then it's there's just like there. a noise in the background that you yeah. don't know what it is. It's like, unless you're going to say you walk into a room and the only thing in there is a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> laying on a table. Exactly. But the it's, there's there's rooms with nothing in them, but the soundtrack changes specifically yeah. for that room to something way more unsettling. And sometimes it'll be like, like, what you'd expect to be battle music. You'll walk into a room and you'll know no enemies are nearby because your radio is not going off. Right. So you're like, dum, yeah. dum, 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 and you're like, what the fuck? What's going to hit me? It's, like, am I, yeah. is something going to attack me? Are the rules and it Do never does. It never does, but it always feels like it could. It's like the rare success story of the, the, one of the biggest like requirements for any horror movie, any movie really, I guess, is if you're going to suspend disbelief, you need to lay out what the rules of the universe are. So like, yeah. everybody knows the rules of like Freddy Krueger of he can only get you when you're asleep. Everybody knows that rule. And Silent yeah. Hill gives you rules and then breaks like doesn't quite break them, but they just bend them just enough where you never know if if yeah. things are changing or you're just being screwed with. And, you know, nine yeah. times out of ten, you're just being screwed with. That's fair Absolutely. enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how I mean, the whole game, it just feels like a mind, a mind fuck the whole time, especially when he's starting yeah. to lose it later on. He doesn't know what's real, what's not. You're the running on the game where yeah. you go to like the other world. Um, I hated the just, other world so yeah, much. Just don't know. I almost like the other world because I at least know what I'm dealing with. 
Whereas in like the regular Silent Hill, you never quite know. You never get the sense of like, I'm safe in the real world because it's not the real world. It's Silent Hill. It's something's wrong right. with it. So it's like, the harpies don't don't give it away that it's not real when they're chasing after you. I mean, yeah, it's just like it's just unsettling. I like I'd rather deal with like a direct threat than the unknown, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. that's that kind of is that is this series's brand and that is that is how they distinguish themselves from Resident Evil, which was the other big horror series at the time. Yeah. Resident Evil kind of makes sure you know exactly what you're fighting. Yeah. They give you the rules yeah. and they stick to the rules. They stick it's to like, them. Yeah. These are zombies. You know, Anytime right away, something's like, introduced, you aside from maybe like the first and second game where like something will be introduced and you're not quite sure. But I mean, even the hunter in the first Resident Evil, you have like the pan shot of it chasing you. And you get like you know that that's a fast moving enemy that you haven't seen before and you're gonna have to adapt. It telegraphs that something new is happening, you need to learn right. it. Silent Hill doesn't yeah. do that. It's, yeah. Something new is happening. Good luck. Resident Evil is like Alien, and Silent Hill is The Shining. Okay, pretty much. I'd say it's a Eraserhead. Just to keep yeah. going with Lynch. By the way, I just want to drop like a late disclaimer here. All of these references to like horror games and movies that I'm dropping here, <laughs> I've picked up exclusively by cultural osmosis. Like, okay. <laughs> this Silent Hill was the first horror game I played all the way through. <laughs> it's the first one I actually played. Really? I'm a I'm a big baby, you guys. <laughs> hey, I, I don't, don't blame like you. I did horror not want to things. play this either. Well, the good news is that Silent Hill was probably the most psychologically threatening of all the games that we're going to play so Great. far on the docket. Yeah, good. Um, not on this, but I'll wait till. Yeah, we'll throw. We'll find a way to throw PT on there, but uh, that'd be hard. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Never mind that that's like the most terrifying thing that exists. How am I even going to get that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. That'll I mean, be like I... a five month process to get to find a way to get PT. Well, people still have it out there. You can still get it, not legally, but <laughs> PT is one of those things where, again, I'm, I'm like, it's hard to get. So I think, I think even some of the people that have worked on PT, I want to say even didn't even, uh, I don't know, I don't want to misquote anybody here. I want to say that. There are people out there who have basically told people to get the game however you can. But I don't want to misquote that to anybody. Because <laughs> isn't is PT a full game or just a demo? It's just a demo. It's a demo. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's but it's like it's kind of hard the to explain. Demoist demoist of demos. Like yeah. it's just one hallway. Yeah. Oh. But it's one hallway, but it's like one hallway. It's one hallway with a creepy faceless fetus in it like i would play an entire game of that one hallway because it is like you're just re-experiencing it over and over again it's it's a hard demo to explain i guess okay i, I, I feel like it's more like this. finding clues maybe that's yeah. what it was yeah it's the majora's mask of demos <laughs> reliving <laughs> the same the same time period over and over again oh what did you guys think of the map like one thing i really love when you run around silent hill or Especially Silent Hill, but anything like where he would start updating the map, like oh, the streaks oh, yeah. on here, and you scrap, scribble on it. I got a kick out of that. Yeah, I love, that. I love the way the game marks the map for you. I wish yeah, that's great. More games would have that kind of system of like I wish Bethesda would scrap their entire map system that just everyone hates and nobody on the planet has ever has ever enjoyed looking at. But 
Like, I love the idea of rather than filling out a map as you go along, having a map at the start of the whole area and being able to say, okay, this hallway doesn't work. Uh, I'll cross that out, and I need to go this way. Because there are games games now that give you, like, pins and stuff that let you do that yourself, but I don't see the game (laughs) doing it automatically Mm. a whole lot. It's what I do when I'm playing Resident Evil. When I go back to the Resident Evil series, I usually, I mean, not the later games, but the first game, like Zero, where you're in, you know, you're just in the mansion. I usually will either print out or draw up a map and fill it out. And like, I'll mark stuff down as I go, because I like doing that. I like saying like, okay, I've been in this room or this door is locked with this key. I love that. And I love that Silent Hill does that for you, but it also makes it part of the game. It gives you the sense that, you know, you are doing it. Well, did yeah, anyone else he, feel like it was the biggest F you when you went to the last dungeon nowhere and there was no map? <laughs> oh, oh, God, yeah. I was so I was yeah. so angry. Yeah, it makes sense within now. this like the like the the game, though, too. Yeah, because nowhere is a combination of everything you've done so far kind yeah. of merged together. Like, right. Speaking of nowhere, um, I would have I would have totally, totally not a way for them to save assets. <laughs> True. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah. That's, Silent Hill is the, the same, uh, is the greatest one. victory of not having enough resources possible. Oh, yeah. No, they made the best possible game out of that. Yeah, we talked about Super Metroid doing more with less, but this is this is doing everything with nothing. Yeah, oh, right. absolutely. To the TV when you're playing this game. Like, I was sitting close sometimes, sitting like 10 feet away other times, but when you sit close <laughs> during the cutscene, you'll see their leg shake. Their leg will just start shaking for no reason. Look like they're dancing and their hand will be shaking. And I'm like, and my wife's like, well, because he's scared. I'm like, no, it's just, this game can't handle it. <laughs> That's another thing I want to So, talking about like, like the character animations, I love Harry Mason's idle animation because it looks like he's shifting weight back, like between his first, the, the front of his feet and the back of his feet. Like, he looks like. Yeah. He could not give a shit about being in Silent Hill. Like, really, like in reality, he should just be like walking around town, and the second he walks into a door, he should just be like, fuck, 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 fuck. But it's just him going like, oh boy, this town sure is weird. It's just dilly dallying. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, he does seem very like okay with what's going on, even though he shouldn't be. He fully accepts everything. It was such a weird. It was. I mean, I didn't. It was a nightmare of a game playing this thing. Like, I was not. I was not like I wasn't when we first saw it on the list. I'm like, oh great, because I've I've only played it once before in my life. For I don't remember how it was on a PS1 or an emulated. I have I just remember I played about 20 minutes. <laughs> I died where the game makes you die. Then I was okay. I'm done. Never played it again. <laughs> until, I'm definitely so glad to have gone back to the first one because having like knowing the series as I do. Not I skip the later the latter ones, but I, I can't remember why. I think it's just I don't have a PlayStation, so I think. They only came out on PlayStation, but yeah. Oh, since you brought it up, this game is only on PS One and I think on PS Three now. Yeah. If you, I guess yeah. not. They never released it. It is. It is also on the PSP. Yeah, okay. it is on the PS Three and the PSP, not the PS Four or the Vita. Where so I, I had say... to, I had to dig, I had to dig out my PS Three for this. Well, did they have it on PC? No, no, no. not. That's the first place I looked. I want to say, were they talking about putting it to Vita at some point? That might have been like a news story that never like came to fruition. Like somebody might have just been hinting. It might have been like one of those fake leaks or something. But I mean, it should have been on more. Well, I mean, cause... a lot of stuff was gonna come to Vita until it just the died. died. <laughs> until until it didn't. Um, but I guess you could yeah, play. They kind of 
gave us uh, Shattered Memories, which is kind of a remake of the first game. But it's um, completely different, like yeah, reimagining. It's a reimagining of it. Because yeah. nobody, like, nobody played this for the story. Like, I didn't even know what the hell was going on until I watched a YouTube video after I beat the game that explained <laughs> what was happening. So. You play Silent Hill the fourth time for the story. <laughs> that's that's how you get the story. <laughs> well, apparently the I way know. you get the story is you pay, play the European version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that too. Or the Japanese. But I mean, I know cool. people that play Silent Hill, like, still constantly. They, they just love the story so much, and so they still go back to Silent Hill 1 every now and then. Just a. I'll never, I'll never. Play <laughs> yeah, no, never. no, thank you. I've done it with uh, two and uh, the room less so, but I've done it with two more. Who's good? Who's it's really like, good? The more you play it, the more story you kind of absorb, and I, I like that. I like that it's a game that I don't really understand on the first playthrough. Yeah. But, like I, I, I want to go back and it's a challenging game, so I want to go back and play it again because I, I genuinely enjoy playing it. Well, I, I'm genuinely terrified, but I. I enjoyed the challenge of it and going back a second or third time when I have like the knowledge, I know where to go. I know generally what to do. I'll start absorbing more of like the background stuff. We all played this with a guy, didn't we? I'm assuming I did not. I played it blind. Oh, Jesus. I, oh, I I'm, well. I'm impressed. I played it blind on all. But well, I say blind, I, I've seen friends play it. I've played like five minutes of it at a time. So I, and I played so the other Silent Hills. So I know the game series. I know I, even though they bend the rules all the time, I know the general rules and I know the idea of I'm good at survival horror. So I have that mindset going in of, I need to explore this and look for that. And Silent Hill does in a way punish you for that. It's, it's, it's a risk reward system. That's very good of like, that's that classic survival horror risk reward. Of, if I explore this, I will have to fight more monsters, but I, if I play it smart, I will gain more out of it. And so I go yeah, in with that mindset. I know there's a lot of rooms where the guy would say, don't go in that room. It's just an enemy. It's not worth it. Don't waste your time. Because I skipped a whole a whole bunch of rooms. I mean, even though you so many freaking locked doors or the door is jammed in this game. But I know, like, the school had a classroom where it just said, don't go in there. It's not worth <laughs> your trouble. There's a great... God, I, was, I think a friend said it once, but it's just like, um, the best thing about being playing a survival horror game is that you're never if you're a survival horror fan, you're never lost. You're just exploring. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. You, know, I mean, you haven't gone the wrong direction. You just you just want to find out what's over here. Unless you're in nowhere where there's no map and you're always going the wrong direction. But then you know not to go there. You know that's that's the nothing zone. Oh, um, any what do you guys think of the hospital? Because that place freaking creeped me out. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is so just I was very. It ended much earlier than I thought, and mm -hmm. I was so relieved. It's funny because that's <laughs> like the introduction of. Arguably That's the, the second most iconic enemy in the series. The first is Pyramid Head, which isn't right. the first game. Pyramid which... Head doesn't show up until two. But the other enemy that is in a lot of the games is the nurse. Um, uh, and I'd actually like to point out that the nurses in this game and and the doctors as well, they are kind of like hunched over like they're hanging because mm, they're yep. kind of like a less. They're supposed to be like a less puppets, whereas yeah. in silent hill 2 they're more erotic you can see cleavage and yeah. and uh but they have no faces or personality because it's supposed to represent uh james's sexual frustration apparently yeah yeah they make sense within I, the context of the game right. i do look forward when we do play two someday because two i think is I a much play. much better game than one I play two, so i i love sorry dj two. 
<laughs> it's okay, guys. It's <laughs> fine. We're talking about Silent Hill and Survivor Horror. I'm gonna cut you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Can't pull um, everything. It's a survival horror podcast now. That's all we're playing. No, uh, no way in hell. Guys, I'm in my solo podcast. I could do that for at least three hours. <laughs> oh, uh, I do got some I want to touch on. Like one game. Yeah, I'll mention that later. But no, like when it comes to, like the hospital, I was just I I don't like hospitals. I don't like hospitals because of Parasite Eve. But that game, oh man, that game messed me up. But uh, back to Silent Hill, like when we we're, we we're in the hospital, I was just always on, you know, always uneasy. Like when you first go down the stairs and you first see your, I think, possessed nurse, I think it was downstairs or somewhere. And you just, because at first you kind of walk around, you see, I think you saw Kaufman, there's nothing, there aren't any enemies. It's kind of peaceful at first. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're done. And everything starts going haywire. <laughs> and I, I like that. Like it, I, I, I know one other okay. thing I like when I first I saw will my nurse. Say... Yes. That was the that was my maybe my favorite moment in the game is when you finally get to the elevator before you go over to the over, other world in the mm-hmm. hospital. You finally get to the elevator and you're like, "Okay, cool. I made it to the elevator." And then you take it up to the second floor, you get off, door's locked. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay, weird. I guess it wants me to go to the third floor." Yeah. You go up to the third floor. Oh, locked. what? But there's nowhere else to go. And then you go back in the elevator, and then there's a there's a button for the fourth floor that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yep. And yeah. that's the transit transition into the other world. Like, and that's, then you get yeah. off on the fourth floor, and then you're in the other world. That was such a perfect moment. Like, it's so bizarre. Scared <laughs> the fuck out of me. So you guys had guides, so you probably got the shotgun. Uh, yeah, we had the shot. I had the shotgun. You got it. In oh the oh no, the shot. The the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Did so you not two, get the shotgun? There's two ways to get the shotgun. I got no. I thankfully I got the shotgun in the school. Thankfully, I. <laughs> it was pure luck that I got. It. Um, no, no. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it doesn't let you not get the shotgun. I'm pretty sure I, you you have to. I think if you don't get it, then you can get it later in the police station. Okay. And, I, like, believe, yeah, I never. I, I never went to the police station. Okay. I did go so, in there yeah, for some bullets. I, think, I want to say there's two yeah. places to get it, but the way this shotgun setup is wonderful. If you walk into a bathroom, and the bathroom's normal, and you walk into the other bathroom, and it's a little different. It's, but you're like you're like something about this is like bigger, or there's stuff in here, and then you walk back into the original bathroom, and everything's different. And there's you see like the, it's like gold for some reason, even though it's not gold in your hand, but like it just stands out where you see it under the stall. Mm-hmm. And a star door, stall door, like oh, okay. pops open. So that's what tripped me. Tripped me up mm-hmm. is if you go in the girls' bathroom first, because the shotgun is on the boys' bath is in the boys' bathroom. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on for like five minutes. Yeah. You go in the girls' bathroom first, <laughs> and then you come back out. You come back out of the girls' bathroom on the second floor. Really? Oh it yeah, yeah. On the second floor. I right. I did not know that. I went yeah. into the boys' bathroom. Work. And then the girls' bathroom, and then the boys' bathroom again, because I, I, I think I did it the way that I don't even know if I want to say it was the way I was meant to do it. But I, I just walked into the first door, and it was the boys' bathroom. Nothing was in there, so I was like, "All right, screw it. I'll go in the girls' bathroom." There was stuff in there, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I missed something in the boys' bathroom since there's stuff on the floor in here. Let me go back and look again." And when I went back and looked, everything was. It put different. you back down on the first floor. Yeah, yeah it's a warp. Yeah, warp point. Yeah, yeah okay. Warp. I mean, yeah, I don't. Did, I think you did it the right way. I didn't check the map in between the rooms, so I didn't even realize yeah. that I had been teleported, which is terrible. Yeah, like you got, yeah. That, that that tripped you out, though. That yeah. you didn't you didn't understand what was going on. That was actually, yeah. that's actually pretty cool. 
Yeah, I I imagine I got like the best possible version of what that was supposed to be by total yeah. accident. Probably yeah, because you weren't you weren't doing what we all did. Yeah, I just I was like I was going off the the survival horror mentality of oh, oh well the there was something here so maybe there was something there that I missed I need to go back and check. Here's I the thank thing. Thank God I did. I had a guide, but I had a pretty bad one. <laughs> it like explained things really poorly. There's a guy so, written by the developers of Silent Hill. Where so was... <laughs> I think I still got sort of the original experience because I had I had advice, but it was bad advice. I love that. I love that, that idea of you Hill getting a really shitty guide for Silent Hill, and it only adds to the experience that, of Silent Hill. That I think I ha- I think I had the optimal playthrough, guys. I hate to break it to you, but that's that's like the ultimate like don't trust the author <laughs> situation. Well, it fits the game. I mean, it really does fit the whole town, everything's going on. I mean, I had a really good guy that told me exactly what rooms to go into, where not to go, what's in this room, what's here. But well, yeah, and there's <laughs> so I you almost need a guide to tell you. Like, I, I, I kind of wished I had a guide of just telling me where not to go. By the I, way, yeah. so guys, we're an hour in. Yes. Let's start talking about the multiple endings. Okay. Because... This this is what trips me out about this game. I I knew going in that there were four possible endings. Five. Because it's what? <laughs> yep. There's, there's, there's a yeah. secret fifth ending. Yep. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. <laughs> but the the four regular different endings that you can get, I thought it was going to be merit based. I thought it was going to be like, <laughs> nope. oh, okay, no, if not you, at all. if I manage to save ammo and not die as much, or if I beat it in a certain amount of time i'll get the better ending no it's entirely based on it's two factors i believe yeah it's entirely based on a if you manage to save sybil and b if (laughs) if you if you do a bunch of really specific convoluted side questy bullshit that you can completely (laughs) miss on your first playthrough Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because guys check the wall. Yeah, so there's there's okay. The so good bad you... endings, and then there's the good yeah. plus ending and the bad plus ending. And yeah. I think if you don't do any of that, you get the bad plus. If you do, oh god, I think no, no. If you, you if you don't do any of it, you get the bad. Yeah. If you only save Cheryl, you uh, Sybil rather. If you only save Sybil, you get the bad plus. Okay. If so you get, like the drug, you get the good. You and get if you the do both, good. You get good plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so here's what happened with me: is I got out of the sewer into the resort area. I picked up the drink and the or the first aid kit and the bullets. I did not see the sign <laughs> where the maps were. I yep. didn't realize I that this <laughs> was a, an area, like an actual area that had a map. I thought this was just another like linear wander around in the dark until a cutscene plays <laughs> kind of no, Definitely not. But Which the I game went, tricks you into thinking is normal because so, the beginning of the game right. is you wandering around dying. Exactly. Until yeah. a, a cutscene plays. Yeah. So, but that happened. I wandered around the dark until I got close to the lighthouse. And then the cutscene plays where it changes to the other world and then and now it's a linear path and you have to go to the lighthouse mm-hmm. and i got there and i saved and then i looked at the guide and it said a whole bunch of shit that i missed <laughs> it was like okay. it says okay now you go to the motel it's like what motel all right make sure you pick up the map what there was a map what 
<laughs> what? Oh, you missed a huge so, chunk of stuff. Well, then. no, yeah. I I ended up reloading my save and doing all that stuff. With Silent Hill, the endings are so I guess important to the roleplay aspect of it. Of I want this. Like you almost like you strive so hard to get the best ending possible. And then and then through no fault of your own, just because you don't know the game, just because you don't know this one specific yeah. bullshit thing you're supposed to know to do, mm. you can just get the bad ending. I was uh I was harassed by a friend because I had mentioned I was playing Silent Hill and he he forced the information into my brain of do this thing. So thankfully I uh, we should, well, should we should just say which ending we got I guess at this point of okay so I got uh, because I was because this information was forced upon me I got the uh, I got the good plus ending thankfully I got I got the regular good ending I couldn't good. figure yeah. how the hell you're supposed to save Sybil uh, oh, you mean you didn't get the the little note where you're supposed to take the water bottle I think in the school or the hospital put it with the red li- red liquid you found inside an office yeah. that the game doesn't tell you at all the alchemic I never found any red liquid I like I. I wasn't using a guide at that point, I guess, because oh, my guide like referred you. later to, oh, that red liquid you have in your inventory. And I'm like, what red liquid? Yeah, it's, I don't, uh, what? One you have to do it in, it's not just like you have to do it. It's like, that's literally the first thing you have to do. Yeah. So I had a friend that was like, like, oh, my God, like, OK, uh, he didn't. He, he went out of his way to not tell me exactly what to do. But it was it was so obvious of, OK, like. When you get to this area, maybe don't do what you're where you think you're. Don't go where you're supposed to go. You think, and then look for this, and then that's gonna be important later. And I was like, okay, well, that was the like least vague thing you could have told me. Of I'm going to get an item in this area, and I need to use it somewhere. It was real vague. Like, I mean, I don't know how you would have figured that out without a guy, because I never would have thought to grab the bottle, or if I even found the bottle, never thought to fill it with that liquid. No yeah. word does the game tell you. Oh yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. And I, you know, I also it's... got the good ending as well. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> you had a, so you had everybody a guy, got good like plus except me. <laughs> Does, what what else changes? Does anything else change aside from I the fact that think, she leaves with you? I think the only difference is that Cheryl or Sybil is a uh, is with you. Name. She's with yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. So I still so basically not, got the end. She's got like she's she's in the last fight, but she doesn't help you. She's just there. It's like yeah, she right. gets hurt knocked or over right. and. Like the she gets knocked over and then like the next scene of her is her getting up and running with you. Yeah, so like, I think actually in a bad ending, Harry has to kill has to kill Alessa herself. Is what happens. I know. Yeah, yeah. Because she cause he doesn't throw the liquid at her that yeah. makes the demon come out of her. So you just have to kill her. Oh, right. Wow, that is a bad ending. And I know that one of the endings is he just wakes up in the car and it's all it was all in his head because he's in a coma or dead in the car or something. I think the the fifth ending is isn't the fifth ending the the alien one. Yep. Yeah. Then the alien the, one where the aliens come. Yeah. What? I love you that. <laughs> so something you need to know about Silent Hill the series is that there's always there's always 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 another secret ending. There's gonna be you know the good endings and the bad endings and then there's always a joke ending that is so hidden that. You have to like go out of your way to find it. Like you gotta play the game a very specific way to get to get it. And it's usually not until you play the game a second or third time that you're even able of unlocking it. But usually it you revolves would around play this game more than once. <laughs> insane people to. like me. <laughs> I wouldn't, but you do usually, get secret weapons. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I think Homecoming gives you a laser pistol that's also in 
two or three. I can't remember which one. That has like unlimited ammo. And it's like, well, that completely changes the way the game is played. It's like getting like the Chicago typewriter or Resident Evil 4. And it's just like, oh, I don't give a God. shit about enemies anymore. I love that. Um, oh, I love that game so much. <laughs> we got to play <laughs> some of the Resident Evils at some point. But or uh, we're doing two here, you know, at some, soon. Oh, yeah, we are going to have to do that. Yeah, we're doing that at some point. Probably shouldn't say when, but Not I don't know. Because it might be a surprise. We'll find out. But yeah, usually the secret endings in Silent Hill revolve around two concepts of either it was an alien experiment or the other one, which is so weird and fantastic and just bizarre, is in some way you walk into a control room and you find out that the entire game is a simulation being run by a Shiba Inu. I have I, I do know about the Shiba Inu ending. Yeah. Because that, that gets like memed constantly. Yeah. And my favorite part about the secret endings in the Silent Hill series is that they're all kind of connected of Yeah. <laughs> like that is that is the greatest string between the games of, of like the secret endings. So you could say like people say like, oh, what's the canon ending of Silent Hill? That's the canon ending, is that everything is a simulation run by aliens and a dog. Like that's, <laughs> that's the biggest connective factor between oh, all of them. I, that, I, I like that this game has a sense of humor. That is actually really cool to me, is that in this horribly <laughs> oppressive, unnerving atmosphere that it makes you go through the whole game, the reward for like finding the ultimate secret, the reward is it all being a joke. Yeah. The reward yeah, is, oh yeah, so, it's finally some it's levity. Just, I, I love I love it you because you can it. play Silent Hill then. With that knowledge, you can play Silent Hill with the idea that at any point the screen could just like zoom back and what you're looking at isn't your screen, but a screen on a wall with a dog sitting there with a little pair of headphones on and some control sticks. <laughs> like at any point in time that could happen. <laughs> which kind of reminds which me of that ending. Oh god, I think I, I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. It's in a couple okay. of them. I think just, it's in two. Yeah. Oh. I, I I beat two, but I just played the regular way when I did it. So that was years ago. I think two, and I want to say it's in maybe four as well. I can't remember what the four secret ending is. They all have their secrets. Okay. I think three is uh, the UFO where you leave town and like a UFO comes and abducts you or something. I can fit three. I played like 10 minutes of three once, but no, I'm I'm glad that we, I didn't even know you were a big Silent Hill fan until (laughs) this recording. Well, it's funny. I, I'm such a huge fan, but I never fully really sat down and played the first one. I've only played the others. So, <laughs> that's a good thing. That's so a good yeah, thing. it's been nice to go back and like see where everything came from, I guess. Yeah, like, I've seen there. it. I've seen it and I've played a little bit of it, but I've never made the effort to sit down and go through it myself. Yeah, no, I I don't blame you. I don't. Rec- I mean, like <laughs> I like survival horror games to a degree, but this was one that I was not a big fan of. Not yeah, so this there are like, certain on the shelf. <laughs> when we get there yeah i got my opinion on that yeah. <laughs> there are certain that. aspects of this game that i mean this game makes it all work like we said before it does make all of those technical limitations work in its favor but yeah, that being said it, does. It, it it does still feel very archaic and yeah. it is it the, is like, a, this... like really stressful to play Sometimes for the wrong reasons. Yeah, the disjointed nature of it, which you know worked really, really well when it came out, I imagine. But it's kind of aged now. Like the age is really—it's showing itself. Of you can see like the cracks, and it's less. 
don't know. It's still really unnerving to me. Like it still gets its point across. Of, oh yeah. This Very... game is this By the game way, is meant to disturb you, and it does. It is disturbing. Yeah, yeah. I it does really good. I I just want to touch on the visual style. Like they're really rough, like PS One graphics, but that's like another thing that it made work. Like yeah. It's something about those jagged edges is unnerving. It's something like going just back about... and watching a really old horror film where it's off, but in the right ways. Like I yeah. found the dogs creepy as hell, creepier than the Resident Evil dogs. I mean, I did not like the skinless dog jumping out at me. And <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's not. like I, I don't want to say I'm not okay with that. I don't want to say like Psycho, and I don't want to say Psycho too because those are more like thrillers than they are horror movies, but. Like, Psycho is yeah. more unnerving today, I think, than maybe not when it came out, because when it came out, people were literally fainting in theaters. But, yeah, let's say the first 10 years of its release, I would say it's more unnerving to people now because it's like a further away time. So it kind of it sets you off more. So, like, something like that, it works in its favor. And I think in a lot of ways that works with Silent Hill. Like, the the sewer, I don't know if anybody else's game was purple, but my sewer was purple. It had, like, what? purple shadows in it. Instead of black um, shadows. Uh, I did not have purple shadows. I had green mantis looking things, but no purple shadows. <laughs> oh, I didn't have green yeah. mantis looking things. The roaches, which I, I think are called. By the way, groups. is that on purpose? Because the sewers, the sewer is the one place in the game where your radio doesn't work. Oh, it oh, doesn't. Yeah. I thought it worked in mine. Unless I, I wasn't paying you, attention. Uh, I'm trying to think of what you fight in well, the sewers. Is there stalkers? Stalkers are in it's, the sewer. Right? It's, the, it's the orange guys and the mantis guys. Okay. So okay, is that was that not guys. a thing? Was that not a thing for you guys? Uh, it was. I can't but I, remember. I'm trying to think of why. My, I'm trying to think of why it why it is like that in the rules of Silent Hill, which is a yeah, mistake. But I want to say it's either because you're underground and so your radio wouldn't work, or because it gives you the sense of like you can either say you're underground so your radio doesn't work because it has no signal, or the things in the sewer aren't psychological entities; they are real, and either one is bad. Yeah, a, yeah, I guess like either one could exist within the and realm. It is a really effective moment again. And that's yeah. another example of the game breaking its own rules and mm-hmm. totally fucking with you. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing they do is that the uh, the stalkers in the game, they surprise you later on. The stalkers are the little like shadow. They look like the gray uh, oh, the children, shadow people. Yeah. And in the beginning of the game, I think they're called great children is the, the names yeah. of the things with the knives. And then stalkers are the shadow ones. And the beginning of the game, you have the larval stalkers, which don't um, they don't attack they don't you. They're, they're just there. Yeah. You think they're just there as like kind of ghosts of the town or something. You never really get an explanation for anything, really. But that and then later in the game, the the regular stalkers will start attacking you. But there's still larval stalkers at times. So you don't know which ones are going to come after you. Yeah. And they swarm you. And that's how they get you. And it's just like they broke the rules. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They will. They will. Absolutely... I almost died in that room. I know what you're talking about. I think they're I one of the most that. dangerous enemies in the game. Oh, and it wasn't. Yeah, the radio doesn't work in the sewers. I just, I just uh, googled it. Yeah, it doesn't work. So it wasn't. I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I guess you're gonna find five forums arguing over whether it was because you're underground or because they're real creatures. <laughs> well, one person said their sewer monsters are the only ones that are real. Everything else is hallucination. Mm-hmm. It's Silent Hill, so the rules change every game, and I mean everything. Changed. They change within the game. Like, yeah, so it felt like a hallucination. Like I mean, I would have been okay to... with the ending finding out that he's on a he's in a, that he's insane. Like I would have been okay with that ending. That would have fit. But the ending think... with him holding the baby was not yeah. what I was expecting. I think the uh, oh my god, yeah. Uh, 
Oh, um, I, oh, okay. So this is so. Uh, nobody else here is a, like super big Silent Hill fan, really. No, right? Not at all. No. I like two and three, but I okay. wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan. Would you? So, you so this is just going to be me talking to the audience for a hot second of uh of a we talked about Akira Yamaoka who does the soundtrack, and yep. I feel like a lot of people still know the song Promise, which started I, it was yeah. yeah it was written for two and it's like a pretty big song it was in the movie it's like a really just beautifully done song when lisa transforms um when she realizes that she's like a resident of the town and so she immediately starts transforming into like a monster of the town which is terrifying by the way but oh yeah holy shit the song that plays when she transforms is called not tomorrow and it has the same melody as promise and that was throwing me off so much because i was like I know Promise was written for Silent Hill 2. Was it a redo of this song? And so for all all this morning, I was listening to Promise and Not Tomorrow back to back to try to like figure out if they were the same <laughs> song. And they just have the same like oh. like guitar melody in the background. And it was throwing me off so much. I think it made that moment in the game like that much more impactful to me because I was just like, what is going on? Is my brain breaking at this point? Am I having like a stroke? And that's what the game wants you to have. The game yeah. wants you to be confused and off and off, mm-hmm. off kilter and not know what the hell's going on. But it's I mean, funny for the it's such a specific were, one of you would have to play the second game first, know the song Promise, know the melody really well, and yeah. then go back and play the first game and then recognize the melody, and then that would make you confused and like feel like you're unstable. <laughs> I play there's the- actually there's actually a song on a uh, I forget which Silent Hill it is, but there's another Silent Hill where uh, Akira Yamaoka made, I think it might have been the last one he made music for, whichever one that one was. I'll find uh, out. And there's you, a, you're yeah, there's a song on there called like War Zone or War Crime or something. And the beginning of it, the first 30 seconds of it, literally sound like the Resident Evil 4 saver music. <laughs> I just like the idea that he's like, your move, Capcom. Yeah. I was wondering if he was like, I liked Resident Evil 4, so here's the nod for that or something. I was wondering why he did that. I don't know. He he knows what he's doing, though. So you can't if, if you ever have a question about his music, you know that there was like some great intention behind it. He didn't just do it for whatever reason. He made it with right. a purpose. I don't want to say yeah, the last yeah. one he worked on was Shattered Memories, by the way. Um, <laughs> you are correct. Yeah. Time yeah. Shattered Memories. Yeah. It, it was probably on Shattered Memories, though. Yeah. Because I didn't, oh. I played a little bit of downpour, and I remember people being upset that he didn't do the downpour music. And random knowledge that will matter at some point. He also did the soundtrack for a game called Smart Ball for Super Nintendo. <laughs> we should play that. <laughs> Wait, oh, you that know what? sounds awesome. I, it's a good. It you are a ball. You get turned into a ball by a wizard, and it. Let's I go. Do want to Let's do go. Be, no. <laughs> that'll okay. be like the, uh, okay. be the filler week. It's Any perfect. game. Any game that starts with you get turned into an X by a wizard, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man, I'll 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 send you this. I'll send you the link for it. But yeah, it's it's an amazing game. But I'm okay, back to you, I'm gonna make about. you regret saying that. I'm gonna find some survival horror game that's just terrifying. No! The beginning of the game starts. No! <laughs> and a wizard turns you into like. There's gotta be. God, there's gotta be a survival horror game out there where you get turned into like a weak little thing. Wizards aren't really scary though. Yo, yo, yeah. If you that kind of link, happens in Illbleed when you get turned into the wood puppet. 
man. I, I feel like I'm left out. Yeah, but is that a that. is that a wizard? Is that a real ass wizard? Uh, no, it's your dad who's also the devil. I guess I don't know. <laughs> that game is so confusing. Boiling ill bleed. I mean, there's nobody. Is it? Who, is that the? I don't know. Is I that don't the know end of it? I don't know exactly. what happens. Because the ending of that game is so confusing. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, guys. I'm cutting this part anyway. Okay. Oh, hey, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> you can't spoil it. Because if I were to sit down and explain every single thing in that game that happens to you, you would just want to punch me. Because it's like, I don't, I don't, you're not speaking English. I wouldn't mind playing it if we could find a dream. Because I don't have a Dreamcast, so it would have to be a other way of playing Dreamcast mm-hmm. games. Um, but I would definitely be for it. Don't make me play Ill Bleed. Come on. <laughs> I, I I love survival horror, and I have like I've wanted to play Ill Bleed, and I've tried to like that's a game that I've had to like mentally prepare myself to want to get into, just because it's yeah. That it's, that one would probably be tough even for me, even though I like survival horror. It's such a cool game, but it's so weird and just awkward. The beginning of the game just looks like it'd be a nightmare. Like one thing I was not expecting when we started the show it. Is that we really had two people who like survival horror, and I'm like kind of okay on it, but I'm not a fan. And DJ and is definitely I not. I do not like. Here's the thing, with this being my first real experience playing, like legit playing a real survival horror game. Not a good entry point. I. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it was. I well, I feel. I feel like I've been baptized now, though. Like. Oh yeah. I've I've experienced essentially the worst of worst of what this genre has to offer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'll bring on Resident Evil now. I'm good. Yeah. This like, is I can do that now. <laughs> this is this is less a survival horror, more like a psychological torture experiment. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The dog. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's the worst listen. If I play Resident Evil and the worst that's ever going to happen is a zombie jumps out of a closet at me and I like have a shotgun and I can just shoot it and I know like where it came from and what it is. Fine. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot less freakier than and I'm like playing. I'm like playing a fucking Green Beret or a cop like someone who has weapons training. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Not that a guy like who's given a gun. Whatever. <laughs> he does pretty good with the <laughs> yeah. guns, though. I want to say that that actually plays into the the gameplay too, because I the one is you're shaky and stuff. I actually like, want to say the way this gun. I think the gunplay is really smartly designed. Yeah. Um, because it does some things that I've never seen any other game do in terms of designing toward the idea that this is someone who has no weapons training who's in a stressful situation that's why the fact that he seems like no so nonplussed in cutscenes didn't really like matter to me i guess as much as it did to you guys is because it comes across really well in the gameplay yeah. like especially in in the shooting where and this this comes up in the tips too is like if you aim at a guy and immediately start shooting, some of your shots are going to miss. Mm-hmm. Like, you you don't aim manually. You turn to face him. But if you start shooting immediately, you will miss. Mm-hmm. Because you have to keep it trained on him. Yeah, which is tough in that last while. boss fight. Yeah, oh, that yeah. means you have to let it get closer. Well, the good well, thing man. is that the game gives you a six-shot double-barreled sawn-off shotgun. So. Yeah. By the way, shotgun was nice. By the way, I would like to air some grievances about the final boss of this game. Okay. (laughs) I don't want to overuse the term bullshit. 
It works but, from what I heard on other difficulties. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely bullshit on normal. I don't. Oh think yeah. I, well, I'm not sure that I, I would actually play this here's game. Here's the thing. Hard. Here's my confession. This time is I did not technically beat this game. No. I got to the <laughs> final boss, got irreparably stuck. I I started the final boss with no healing healing items. Oh yeah. It's less than half health. So um, like really and I was not gonna go back and replay the last two hours to try and like save some first aid kick kits. Mm, Absolutely nah. not. So <laughs> I just enough. went so I just I was like, okay, I'm done. And I closed the game and went and looked up the <laughs> ending on YouTube. I don't blame you, because that last fight is it's it's a nightmare. It's bullshit. It's literally, you can't but see it's him. Also, it is a nightmare. You can't even see him. Yeah. It's it's yeah, you literally the only way to like get a sense of where he's at is to run under him and hope you see like the feet. I say him, it's yeah. her, I think. It's I don't, I don't really know. It's it's, like, it's, the, it's, it's genderless, I think. It's, I would uh, think it's genderless. It has breasts, um, which is Gross. weird. It, make a genderless one. it has breasts, but no stomach. It's just a spine. It's a spine I could only see its feet. to a pterodactyl wing head. But, like, I thought Gozer was a man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, I know the beams can kill you like in one hit is what I was reading. Well, for oh, me on easy, I, I used that yeah. the vial you get. It's basically it heal after every hit. They can they can kill you in one hit, and it doesn't matter how much you are running around. It's auto like, targeted. Too. It just it just hits you no matter what. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is bullshit. I'm just gonna look up the ending online. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. I mean, well, you still played through enough of the game. I still I played through the whole game. Yeah, you're good enough. Like I it just, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You played, yeah, you got 99.9% of the way there, which in my book is basically finishing it. Yeah, that was basically. my rationale. Too. Can, like, when people say, have you played Silent Hill? You can say, yes, I've basically finished it. I have <laughs> essentially finished the game, yes. Yeah. That last fight, all you like, yeah, a little cutscene after it, which is pretty important, but you still have no idea what the fuck is happening. Um, well, like I said, I didn't know anything until I well, watched. Well, I went online. Well, I told I told you I went online and I looked up my ending. I knew what ending I had, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna look up the good ending and see the ending I got. I was like, <laughs> okay, there it is. Good. I need to go back and watch the bad endings to see how they're different. I I have watched all the secret endings, all the games, just because they're they're very funny <laughs> so and you should watch them all, even if you have no idea what's going on. But, um. I might well, actually, now. this would be a good time to pursue. You had no healing in that last fight. This might be a good time to ask if anybody had a specific strategy towards playing the game. Because I know I did. Uh, try not to die. <laughs> read the one. guide. That was my strategy. Just yeah, read so, the guide. Uh, well, there you go. I, I have... <laughs> I think because I played Resident Evil, this is where I have this. Uh, if I can avoid an enemy, I will not fight it. Which is hard in Silent Hill. So I had a very clear strategy of if I walk into a room and there's one enemy... I will just continue moving to get everything. If I walk into a room, there's two enemies. I'll kill one, and then I'll run around the other one. So oh, I think yeah. That's actually another thing about Silent Hill is that we've been talking about the fact that it constantly changes the rules and nothing is, like, really consistent. I think that also uh, extends to the gameplay. Like, I don't think there is any one strategy that will consistently work for you. Oh, yeah, you like, definitely have to change it up to different... Yeah. As soon as you see yeah. a different monster, you have to, like, get into a different mindset. Like, the... There's definitely times where I was in hallways with the nurses and there'd be one nurse in the hallway. But I'm like, you are, you're in front of this door. And every time I re-enter this hallway, you're in front of this door. I'm going to have to take you out. I can't avoid you. Yep. And they, 
they respawn too. Some of the enemies yeah. will respawn. Yeah. Some yeah. don't. Some do. It's a I weird. Mean, even the stalkers, if you don't know which ones are going to attack you, you don't know which ones are going to let you pass right by. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> like yeah. at one point I was literally walking by a stalker with like my gun out. <laughs> it's just like oh, that was how that did. was how like, I don't, did move, the whole, don't move, asshole. <laughs> that was how I did the entire school. Was like okay, I seemingly can't kill these knife babies, so I'm just going to turn my light off and just walk past them. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you could turn your light off. I didn't know you could oh. I didn't turn it off. I didn't know it I worked. didn't know until, well, the game gives you tips when you die, and that uh, was one of them, Oh, uh, <laughs> is that if you turn your light off, the monsters can't see you. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, I never knew that. I never died, but that's kind of played on easy. I think I died, like, God, I think I died like four or five times, but I didn't pay attention to the hints because I was just annoyed at that point. So I was just like, all right, time to like like walk around. I can't around, believe like, I know more about Silent Hill than you. Yeah, I'm because... a little impressed too. I, uh, I avoided the game. When I died, I would get up. I usually have a strategy of, okay, I died there. Am I going to be able to handle this again? No, I need to go take a break and I'll come back. Did, did anyone die on the refrigerator? Refrigerator? I don't think I, <laughs> I, don't think I opened it. Oh, the, the, where you put the ring? Yeah. yeah, I I looked yeah, at the guide. Is. I don't know what's in that refrigerator because I looked at the guide. And they, it was out. like there's something in the refrigerator. You have to put the ring on it. I'm like, I'm not even gonna test this shit. I put the ring it's... right on. I don't know what the fuck's in there. I don't want to know. I'm oh, glad it's okay. Not gonna eat me. Yeah. So I I put the ring on there and then I walked away because I was like, if I have to come back here, I I'll know that I'll have to come back here if like if it's necessary to get something. And so right. I walked away thinking that like all right, like, let me explore a little bit. And then I ended up, like, finishing it, and I totally forgot about it. You so I was like, I heard the game. knocking, and I was like, nope, time to go get some more health. And then I, I finished the school, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, that was in the nowhere. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. in nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so, actually, so you guys didn't know... I can't believe you guys didn't know about turning off the flashlight. No, no I didn't. So I that actually... Did. See, really upset that by that. Actually, actually I could have had... Leads into that actually leads into one of the mechanics that I think is really one of the most interesting things that this game brings to the table is that when you have the lights off, you can't read your map. You yeah, need, that's right. Yeah. You need light to read your map. Yeah. So it got to this really strategic place. It made me play in a very certain way where I had to, where I was in a safe room and I had to look at the map and see you know, and I knew the hallway outside, there were knife babies in oh there. So I was like, okay, and I had to plot out on the map and then mentally retain that information, turn out the light, and then just sort of remember, okay, it's a <laughs> third door on my right. You have to all of a sudden play very, very strategically. And it it makes it almost a different sort of game. You turn the whole game into a puzzle. That's, yeah, you play yeah. can I can't believe I didn't know you could do that. That is insane. So yeah, I'm glad I asked the question today because you clearly had a very different play strategy to everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't yeah. really do that as much after the school because turning off your light was the only way to get past the knife babies, and it doesn't work as well on some of the other later monster types, I don't think. Like your, like your monkey friends? Like, I think oh, I wasted so much ammo. Fucking monkeys. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I remember when I read your comment, you're like, I got raped by a monkey, I'm done. Like, I took a break, and I'm like... <laughs> they, I remember when I first saw one, my first reaction, I want to say it was by a police station, or maybe not, somewhere later. I, I was walking somewhere, and I was like, what the fuck? When I just saw this monkey yeah. climbing around, 
and then it and it proceeded to rape me, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's how this works. Oh yeah, they came at they came at me from behind the first time, so I didn't even know what was coming. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think uh, that's another thing that's terrifying about this game is like if you're running and you hear the radio and it's getting louder and you know something is chasing you. Yeah, like, if you're running and there you don't see anything in front of you, you know that something's behind you. <laughs> Like the, uh, the like you usually have a clue with the pterodactyls things the um the harpies uh, I don't remember their real name the I think they're just called birds oh god they're called I call them harpies I should have wrote down the I should know by this. the way those are the goofiest enemies in the game those are like the least frightening things the sc- in the air game. screamers they're called air screamers oh. um, yeah. yeah they're very because they they're like pterodactyls with human feet that kick you in the head yeah just, it's yeah, it's the least scary thing that happens to you in the entire game. Mm. It's kind of goofy. out of your hair. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's the same as the, uh, the dogs, which I think are called groaners, but they like the groaners are kind of scary, but those are scarier. They're yeah, they, weird because they run right yeah. at you and you're like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. Mm. And you have to wait and until they they're jump really around close in order, in order to shoot them. So yeah. they're always like, you always kill them when they're almost on you. And it's the worst. It's a, uh, you can juke them, but you have to play chicken with them. You have to like run at them and turn. It's the same with the screamers. Huh. The best way to dodge the screamers is if you've run right at them in a turn in the last second, like at I never a 45 degree angle, they'll just fly by you. And they right. I would just yeah. turn left or right when the screamers are chasing me, and it, it tended to work, but I never tried that method. Screamers are a little bit easier. The groaners, for sure, you gotta like play chicken with the to really get the juke down, like consistently. Huh. Um, I never tried that. I. I didn't shoot much. Like I played most of this game, just beating everything down with melee weapons. Like I love the steel pipe, and then when you get the oh, hammer, the melee weapons. I I felt like the melee weapons were terrible. Like across the oh, board. I love them. I maybe because I played on easy. The oh, hammer yeah. oh yeah, no. I guess on normal, on normal, every melee weapon sucks. I feel like oh. I don't know. I I used the pipe once, and I very quickly was like, oh yeah, it doesn't I'm losing work. too much health per oh, fight. This it does not, not work down because. It get, it's just it, like you, you're gonna take a hit. Yeah, you're like. gonna take uh, it. You, it doesn't really knock enemies down. Yeah. You're just sort of trading blows with them. And it's like you have Easy to decide kind of what to use. Like you get the knife as well, and the knife. I oh, I tried I them both, that. and I was like, the knife is faster, but it's not doing as much damage. Uh, you know, it's like the very obvious trade off of like, oh, I can have the big blunt weapon or the quick knife uh, bladed weapon. And I was just like, I. I'm, I'm probably going to take a hit if I try to navigate into a fight with a melee weapon, and I just can't do that. That's not in my, my play style mm. or any game. It's yeah. like, if I can take something down without getting hit, that's the best case. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's the thing. is, First of all, the, the melee weapons, the first couple that you get are so slow. Mm-hmm. Like You're going to get hit before you even manage to, to hit them. Yeah. Number one, number two, you gotta really wind they up. they do barely any damage. It's like they do so much less damage. I don't I think, know if they do knock back on normal. On easy, like the pipe did knock back on the on like the little things with the knives in the beginning. And when I got to the hospital, the hammer did tons of knockback. But even then, like I could hit something, I could take it down without taking much damage at all. Like maybe one hit if I was careless. Oh yeah, see on normal it was like it's a lot hit, different hit, on easy. And that's one hit is like like one hit that I'm not going to have in the final boss. Yeah, uh, I wasn't. I had, yeah, I had every max, little so bit of hit. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's really a testament to the way this game is balanced. It really 
Because you're either going to be draining health or ammo or both. It doesn't matter. You're going to be draining your resources no matter what. And that is a constant stressor through the whole game. Because you never know when you're going to find your next ammo uh, ammo box, when you're going to find your next first aid kit. Like, it, you, it you is... Even the next time you're going to be able to stress. save is. Like, save yeah, points are pretty not, common, not but friendly. still it's like... I, I play games so conservatively. Well, survival horror, usually. it's Other games, not so much. But, like, any survival horror game I play, <laughs> I am, like, I am, like, a fundamentalist, like, religious nut where I'm like, don't tempt me with anything, game. I, I will hold on to every last bullet. I will hold on to every last health pack. I am going Ooh. to, like, everything's going to be maintained <laughs> in my little rucksack here. Don't touch anything. And so I, I like... That's definitely the tropes of survival horror, too. Yeah. It's conserve everything. There's some that are, say. like, I would say Resident Evil games. You know, the first one. Second one's still kind of the same, but, like, you get, like, the sense that things are, like, balanced in a way of, I can use this much ammo here. But even, yeah, even in Resident Evil games, it's like, I've got to save this because I know there's going to be a fight coming up that I might need it in. But once you know right. what you're doing, you can play, like, more more liberally with stuff. Like, I think now, but now going back and playing, I guess Resident Evil 4 is more of an action game, but going back and playing Resident Evil 4 now, I will just, I'll, I'll be a little bit more liberal with ammo and I'll burn through some more stuff. Yeah, I mean, that game is like, pretty much an action game. Yeah. Me. It's like, I know that yeah, I don't you mean. more ammo is on its way. And we talked about playing Stalker. Stalker is like, I know I can shoot an enemy and take their gun or take their ammo. And I can play a little, little bit more liberally if I need to. But yeah, a game like Silent Hill or like Resident Evil One and Two, I am like, if I waste a shot, there's a like it's like a punch in the gut. <laughs> I'm just like, that could have killed an enemy. Yep. See, I, yeah. Easy. I didn't have that problem because I had <laughs> I had 200 handgun bullets majority of the game. Oh my god. I would say with shoot. <laughs> oh wow. And an easy, completely different game, which I didn't realize. I mean, that's a kind of a trademark of Silent Hill. I think it's, I think it's three where hard requires you to actually know shakespeare on hard mode i think i think it's three where if you play on the hard mode you're like the game assumes you're coming in with knowledge of some shakespeare works whereas if you play on normal i think it'll that's not how difficulty works silent hill i think it's three i'm looking it up it's either three of the room yeah it's shakespeare puzzle and silent hill three you are right yeah you have to know shakespeare I don't I don't remember what you have to know. I don't remember the puzzle very well, but I yeah. have it. But I don't know if I want to read it right now. But I haven't pulled up. Yeah, it's it the game yeah, like Silent Hill, usually the difference between easy, normal, and hard are there's a there's a big gap between the two. Yeah, he's right. I'm I'm looking at it right now and it has three different versions of it, depending on what difficulty you're playing yeah. on. I don't know if that's the case with the la- the latter ones. I don't know if that's the case with the first one. I assume it is, but that's Kind of, yeah, that is kind of like a thing to assume in Silent Hill is if you're playing on easy, it's going to be easy. If you're playing on normal, it's going to be hard. If you're playing on hard, go fuck yourself. No, I mean, that's one thing, like, as we're talking and we really, I'm really noticing, I mean, there was a huge difference between, like, how me and Stefan experience it compared to how you guys experience it. Because, I mean, they really mess with difficulty on normal, which I play everything on easy just because that's just who I am. It's funny, too, because you guys played on easy and you had no experience with Spiral Horror. <laughs> we did. We played on normal. And some. we still had... We still had it a ridiculously hard time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Stefan, I know, is a big survival horror guy, I think, right? Yes, that's correct. Oh, sorry, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, you good. are the one who suggested this game. You yeah, said. this nightmare. 
Oh, well, I, I think the main reason why I played it on easy is uh, it's actually kind of a funny story. I think I started Silent Hill one night when I was drunk and I was just like, this isn't a good idea. <laughs> so I, would love I, that. I, had, I had counterintuitively put it on easy thinking like, well, that'll make it easy because I'm a little tipsy right now. But and then I saved it. So when I started it up again, it was just already on easy. So I would love I would love to get somebody like to try to play through all of Silent Hill Truck. Just like, okay, we're going to get you drunk tonight. You're going to try to do, oh, no. try to do an I'm hour. Sorry. That's like, you should be arrested for that. It's <laughs> not a nice thing to do to oh, someone. That's awful. I think I did, Um, because mm. I know I got I got drunk once, and I came back home, and I was still really tipsy, but I wasn't tired. I was still really I, tipsy. I was still drunk, and I wasn't tired, and I started playing Skyrim. Um, I guess because when I woke up the next day, Skyrim was on my computer running, and I had sold <laughs> everything on my person and ah. bought like <laughs> I bought I think I bought like a hundred cheese wedges, which is still either I don't know how I did it because I had like no money left, so I either console commanded cheese or I went around to every st- like I went around to multiple cities to buy cheese. No idea what my plan was. That makes no sense. I would love to see somebody do like drunk Silent Hill of just not understanding it. No, that's a war crime, man. (laughs) That's not okay. (laughs) All right. right, Anybody got any last minute things they want to add about Silent Uh, Hill? No, let's end this nightmare. Yep. Yeah, I'm more even this game. A million things we haven't said that are just the smallest details that this game's the devil's in the details. And that's Silent Hill. It is the devil. I didn't mention. Like, you know, the whole when you change the town to went across the bridge, I was not expecting that. Like, I didn't know this game mm-hmm. had two, three more, you know, had more maps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it was a nightmare. Like, I I yeah. was not, I was not excited when I saw it. I wasn't, I'm glad I played it just to finally be able to say I mm-hmm. played Silent Hill 1, I beat it, I got to experience it. But no, it wasn't, I didn't have, I wasn't fun. <laughs> say that. <laughs> I wasn't fun. No, <laughs> it, it, it was not a fun game. It's, it wasn't yeah. designed to be fun. It's a challenging so, game. Down to, and you could tell, like, every... There's so many tiny details in the game that are just designed to be... To, to make you on edge the entire time. Like, the fact that the static doesn't just cut out when you're in another room. It actually does, like, a little... It does a very quick fade-out and a very yeah. quick fade-up, which just... Which increases the tension rather makes than Makes it a little more unnerving. If you were yeah, to walk like into a room and just immediately hear, it'd be like, like, okay, like I know there's an enemy, but the fact that it goes like really fast, it just puts yeah. you on edge. Yeah. Your heart rate like just goes up with it. Like when your map is open, you still have the radio sound. I mean, lower, mm-hmm. but you still have it. Like it didn't stop. There were times I just paused the games. So I'm like, I don't want to hear anything. I just want to look at my guide, read. I don't <laughs> want to be stressed out. Like it was, it was an ordeal. That's for sure. And I, I like some survival horror, but not PS1 style. It's a it's a game that makes you focus on the details and then the details lie to you, but it, it works. It's it's. I mean, the the point of the game was to make players uncomfortable and oh unnerved. boy, did it succeed! And it yeah. succeeded. Oh, yeah. This is oh, yeah. this is pure success and intention. Like I couldn't imagine playing without a guy like you did. I I mean, you had your background to the history of the I game. Got, but, yeah, I have. I yeah. came in with an understanding of the series and a, like. Again, like I've seen other people play it, so I have a general idea of it. I like had some vague memories of like I know this game a little bit, but yeah, I think there were times where I was definitely like, oh man, I, I really want to pull a guide up right now. But I, <laughs> I'm I impressed. It. I give you kudos. 
There's All a right. yeah. It's a hard game. All right, and then the last part is as we were talking, you know, we'll, we'll say if we if we shelve it or box it, as I kind of said earlier, I would box this game. I don't need the cover art, nothing. Just throw it in the <laughs> box and never look at it again. Preferably. Yep. Yep. Box. Box. Shelf box. For box. sure. I would keep it on the shelf where it actually is on my shelf. So definitely 100%. It's on my hard drive. That's, <laughs> a, that's hard. a clean 50-50 split. Yeah. I'll have to do like a poll or something on Facebook and say, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's. By the way, by the way, shelf and box, that is not like just for the benefit of the audience. That's not whether we think it's a good game or a bad game. Mm -hmm. That's just whether we whether we would be like, yeah, I would play this again or yeah, I would display this in my home. Yeah, it's like, is this a game that I would want to identify me as a player? Yeah, that I that I identify with. Yeah. And um, it is. It's, it's a good a, explanation. It is yeah. a sur- psychological mystery survival horror game. It's everything I love in a game. Uh, it's everything I love to hate in a game. <laughs> I would absolutely put this on my shelf. Yeah, yeah I, no, this, I, I, this I, thing's a nightmare. It's going back under the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It lift up the, I mean, the I say bed skirts and there's only five copies down there. It's like, what? <laughs> like, if you like what you heard, I say try it just for the sake of trying it. But it's not something that it should be played once. Rough. Experience it's once. rough to go back to. If you're a survival horror fan and you haven't played Silent Hill, rectify that like I did. And even yeah, though we spoiled the story, we spoil things. It doesn't matter. I mean, you'll enjoy the game more that you kind of know what you're going into because the game ain't going to help you. The game ain't going to tell you. And, and that's you'll that's still our enjoy interpretation yeah, of it. That's that is kind of the thing. Is like spoiling this game does not change the experience of playing it at no, all. It's still a nightmare. Yeah, and again, it's it's your interpretation of it because the game lies to you so you kind of have to pick and choose what you want to believe about it which is why people still argue about what silent hill is today it's yeah it's you need to get the information yourself and decide what you think is right (laughs) all right right, anything else you guys want to put otherwise i'll start the outro um Uh, so i was wondering there is something maybe i should have said this beforehand (laughs) you're good but Maybe at the end of each episode, we can tease the episode we're doing next week. Okay. This week, I don't think we can. Uh, <laughs> we don't really yeah, know. Yeah, we might not be able to Yeah, play. okay. So, full disclosure, the next game that we planned to play for this podcast uh, was an RPG, a multi-hour-long Japanese RPG. It's going to take game. a couple, couple weeks to finish. Mm-hmm. So, next week is a filler episode and we don't know what's what it's gonna be yet i got a list guys. of of games that might work <laughs> but yeah i got by a the way list. that wasn't a pun it's not splatoon it's not splatoon. no it's it splatoon. is not <laughs> not splatoon at all i'm not no way no can do it's splatoon 3 we have an early copy um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! No, no! It's too. actually it's Spurato King Kingu, which was the <laughs> Japanese-only spiritual predecessor to Splatoon. It was only on the Virtual Boy in Japan. <laughs> uh, and and I, I'm so next week we'll a... be flying to Japan and playing. <laughs> yeah, I'll start the outro. So far, if you guys want to find us, I mean, you've already found us somehow. We're on Podbean, we are on Stitcher, we are on Spotify, and if I can get I, if I can get that image working for iTunes, we should be on iTunes. Hopefully, by this recording, unless they decide to, <laughs> they're they're difficult to. They are not easy to get on. Question mark. 
Uh, you can also find us on the Twitter. We are actually on Twitter now. We have at least one follower. I was going to check that before this recording. I can oh, <laughs> drop my mic. Completely forgot to look that up. But no, follow us on Twitter. We also have a Facebook group you can find us on. We are, you know, on, on Stitcher, we are Games game My Mom Found with no spaces, unfortunately. But everything else, it's just normal as you found us. Uh, but yeah, no, please follow us on Twitter. I'm going to be posting the episodes on Twitter. I'm also going to eventually, as we get more and more people, I'd love people to ask questions and we'll actually have a list of what we're playing ahead of time. You guys can play with us. We haven't really started that yet, but we will be. That's a good idea. And, and, and DJ, you want to... So our intro, intro was provided to us very graciously by Mike Stoney, a.k.a. Bulby. The track, it's called The Cool Kids Squad. It's an original composition off his EP, Bite the Bullet. Uh, you can find Bulby on SoundCloud. You can also find him on his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bulby, B-U-L-B-Y, as well as original work. He does 8- and 16-bit remixes of video game tunes. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. Big thanks to him for letting us use his track. And, yeah, check him out. I listened to him last week after we uh, did the outro. I like his Dragon Ball 8-bit remixes a lot. <laughs> yeah, he does good stuff. It- and you can find us all in your Facebook group on I Watch the Entire Overblood Super Replay or find us in our own Facebook group, which no one's joined yet, but I'm hoping <laughs> to have some stuff going on with that. And anything else you guys want to throw out before we call this an episode? No, let's, uh, let's end this. I'd just like to say one thing, actually. I'd just like to say that uh, if, you, if you like the content so far, uh, never mind. Actually, cut that out. Never mind. <laughs> I'll save it for another time. We'll yeah, do. Leave it in there, but. It's humor. Salutations from Silent Hill. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Have a good night. All right. Good night, everybody.